Hello everyone and welcome back to Fitcast. Today I have joining me Shelley, who is an IFBB fitness pro and Olympian, which is absolutely insane. So Shelley, do you want to like say hello, introduce yourself? Hello, so my name is Shelley, or you may know me as Michelle. Um, a few people ask me, do I want to use my name? Um, I have nothing against my name, by the way. It's just a name that I've adapted from university. Um, the uh, people I hang around with decided oh I'm gonna call you Shelly and I was like oh that sounds cool so um that's what I've become um and then it kind of became kind of a little alter ego um because I was a bit introverted as a as a kid that's my natural nature um so Shelly is sort of the one who comes out and performs basically and then Michelle is me <laughs> yeah, that's cool because I've very much seen like the Shelly side of you like all the time yeah I been like at a big event or so we met at a chalice blade shoot didn't we um like yeah we did. um yeah. and then I seen you at the Arnold's just after you, you won your pro card so that was like oh my god and then again yeah. <laughs> where you just come second so that was insane again so I, I think I've always kind of seen that side of you so it's really cool to like sit and have a chat with you like as Michelle instead yes me yes Shelly's still me but you know Michelle <laughs> um so like what kind of got you into competing and obviously I know you started off down the fitness fa fitness fashion side and then you kind of completely changed direction and mm -hmm. gone yeah so yeah ex just explain it all to us um well when I started in the fitness fashion side I was modeling anyways um so I did a I wouldn't say it was a program, but it was basically a series um, and it was called Top Model of Colour. So that's where I started actually modelling. Uh, I was very short, um, <laughs> as you know. Um, I'm not sure. I'm average height, but yeah. uh, I managed to break the finals um, of that. Um, and it caused a bit of a stare because um, <laughs> I was short uh, compared to, you know, models, as you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that actually launched my modeling career um so by the time I got to bodybuilding um I had been modeling for years um so inevitably it was known for me to go down the fashion route in terms of uh, bodybuilding um bodybuilding actually in fact weights didn't interest me um I went to the gym for the first time in June 22nd I do remember the date and actually I looked at the weights and I thought oh no I'm not going to that oh there's a nice circus class I'll go and do some trapeze so I literally was like no nah, I'm not doing any weights like that looks scary I ain't doing that um so I literally just went to my classes did not touch the weights um and then it wasn't until I went for a modeling shoot with Matt Marsh so some of you might know him he shoots a lot of people um in the fitness industry um, he do all federations and um, he started giving me inspirational stories about bodybuilding he wasn't like you know telling me to do or anything um, but then he did say oh you're in good shape and like what do you do and I told him my background I said I'm a, you know an ex-gymnast and at the moment I'm doing cheerleading I was doing cheerleading but I retired um, and you know I'm just now and I had my daughter so I was like now I just want to I don't know. I'm trying to find something. I'm not sure what. Um, and then he told me about a gymnast who was very successful in bodybuilding. Um, and then I was like, hmm, okay. 
Um, and then at that time, I, I don't know, it's like how things came together. At that time, I had someone invite me to a gym, not gym box, <laughs> but yeah. a bodybuilding gym. So I was like, oh, okay, let's go. Um, so I went and I got inspired by it and I got frustrated too. And I don't like to be defeated. And I couldn't even couldn't even lift a barbell. I was like, uh, or a leg press. I looked at a leg press. I was like, what is this alien thing? Like, you have to do what? And they're like, yeah, you've got to put weight on it and push it. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, and I remember going on it and I was literally shaking from even pressing it without any weights. And I was like, really? I was like, I can't do this. And, I, and they said, oh, you have to work your way up. And I said, how long does it take? And they said, oh, it could take years. I was like, I ain't got, no. I'm going to try this. So I actually started to get into it. And then I met someone called uh, Femi, who been got invited. Well, he got invited to Olympics and IPB Pro. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, oh, you know, have you decided to do bodybuilding? You know, if you want to do something different. Um, and I thought, oh, no. And I just left it as that. And, and then it resonated in my head. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then before you know it, I contacted Matt Marsh and I said, oh, you know, this bodybuilding thing you talked about, um, I want to try it. Can we compete? Because I want a goal. And he was like, oh, OK. Then he put me in contact with my former coach, uh, Lucy. Um, and then that is how I began. And three months later, I was on stage oh, at uh, Pure Elite Diamonds. Wow. Where I got triple seconds. And that and I had a such a buzz from it. They were so welcoming. Um, I decided I just wanted to take it further. So that was my beginning. Yeah. And you kind of like you worked your way up, didn't you? Because you won quite a lot in the fitness, yeah. didn't you, before you went into like competing with two Yes. So my first comp was uh Pure Elite Diamonds and I got triple second on that one. Um but not that that matters because I could have come last. I just got a buzz from, you know, the whole atmosphere and everything. And then after that, um, Lucy said there's a couple competitions after that. There's another federation called UKUP. Yeah. Um, and she said that's more towards the more bodybuilding side. And she explained, like, you know, the whole spectrum of how it works and what body shapes it look for. And she goes, oh, you could do really well. And they've got Ultimate Model there. And um, I think it's Bikini athletic look that was quite small when I started I was 45 kg so <laughs> um small I thought okay let me do that and she goes oh but it's a week later so you need to stay on prep I was like oh okay so I still have any week so I did that and ended up winning and they invited me to the British so can you see what happens here <laughs> I went from that and then she was like oh you got invited to the British what are you gonna do I said well I'm gonna have to do the British aren't I you can't just get an invite not do it so she went, okay, that means you need to stay on prep even more. And I went, um, okay. <laughs> so um, I ended up doing the British and I ended up speaking to some people. And um, in that meantime, Lucy mentioned that, you know, the Pure Elite Diamonds you did, there's a Pure Elite Worlds. And I went, oh, okay, when is that? She went, that's five weeks later. I said, when? After the UK UP? She went, yes. I went, she goes, but you have to stay on prep longer. I went, hmm, I might as well. <laughs> so I did. And that's when I ended up winning the purely overall amateur champion. Nice. And when was this? So this all happened in 2018. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Two years ago now. And then obviously, yeah, you went through that, went into... So when you compete with Tubers, that was 2021? 21, yeah. Yeah, you moved over to that. And you did pretty well, though. Yes. Yes, I did. So um, what happened is, so from there, cut a long story short, (laughs) um, I ended up building for a year to do Pure Elite and do my pro debut. Um, and that's why I went to win my first pro show and won the overall. Um, I ended up winning it twice in a row. So I won 219 and 220 in lockdown. And then from there, by then I went from being a bikini athlete because I started on bikini and went to fitness. And then um, Stuart, who owns Purely, said, have you ever looked at figure? and so I went okay um so that's when I entered figure for the first time as well yeah um in 2019 but by I'll say the beginning of 2019 I was nowhere near that point so I I got to that point pretty quickly so it was literally three weeks out from purely that I got invited to figure yeah um and then after that, I started to, you know, look at other things, look at, you know, federations. And then I thought, I actually want to take this all the way, but I wasn't sure how to go about it. Mm. Um, and then I started to meet, you know, some people who, who were doing IFBB. Um, and I went, oh, okay. And I went, oh, I need to build up to that. I said, I'm not going to compete until 2.22. <laughs> so I said, I need to go on a long bulk. Um, and they were looking at me like I'm crazy. And I was like, uh, no. And they're like, you can probably do it sooner than that. And I was like, um, okay. How <laughs> sooner? And then I was like, no, I can't. I need to really build. And they were like, um, no. And I went, oh, okay. They said, you just need to tweak. And I said, fine. I said, but now I need someone who can help me go that way. Yeah. Um, and that's when I got um, introduced to my former prep coach, Louise Rogers um so yeah so then she basically paved the way (laughs) Um, and then in conjunction with that I met my former partner um who is already a IFBB pro at that time okay yeah Um, and he showed me basically what happens how it works um and basically told me I can go all the way yeah, yeah. Um, but so did Louise but you know when it's when it's coming from someone you're you know getting to know um at the time it, it was I don't know it just resonated more so I was like okay um and then Louise said to me you know what you could be ready to go um this year by then it was 221 but at the beginning so this was like February and so I said you know what um you know, I put everything together and I said, let's, let's, let's try and do that. But we had no plan. And by then the Arnold's hadn't been announced. Um, and then um, in lockdown, um, my partner also introduced me to the fitness category. And was like, instead of doing figure, why would you try fitness? And I said, oh, well, a couple people have said something like that, but I don't understand it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, he clued me up on it. And then um, then Louise, on parallel, said, I said, why don't you do fitness? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, okay. So then then she was like, well, 
you can enter both um and but then you have to decide later on so that's what i did i entered um both at the arnold's um and then i think it was march it got announced and then she was like okay have you thought about doing the arnold's uk it's coming here for the first time ever and did, i was like the arnold's you did a show before that didn't you to qualify for the arnold's is that the one sorry that you did both in yes oh, so okay. the original plan was to do the arnold's uk so she said, do you want to do the Arnold's? And then she said, but you need to do a regional because you've never stepped on that stage before. Yeah. So that's what we planned to do the the one the closest to the Arnold's. So I went on prep for the Arnold's in March 221. It was a very long prep. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I did. And then I watched their very inspiring video saying someone could go from the amateur stage step on the pro stage, win that, and go to Olympia. And I was like, what crazy person could do that? Like, that sounds impossible. And yeah. then I thought to myself, you know what? Hmm, just keep doors open. Just train as hard as you can and then try your best. So that's what I did. And guess what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Like, Yeah, I did it, which is crazy. So I was that crazy person that I thought was crazy. Can you imagine? <laughs> So you must have been in, in like so much shock then obviously going and, and doing the um the amateur winning your pro card and because it, it was all quite yeah. quick, isn't it because I can't remember if it was the same day or was it the next day that was the pro show at the yes. but it was all like literally yes. one weekend like how do you even process all of that you don't um it took me a few months to process it um my partner made me believe as well that I could take it all as well and um, so I have to I owe him quite a lot for doing that you know he literally was like you could go all the way you know and I was like oh, get out of here um and then Louise was as well she was like you know what you could take it you know so all that belief around me um really spurred me on and encouraged me because it was a long prep it was grueling and I got you know what I mean to get me through to the end yeah um and when I won my pro card, obviously, it was one of those points where I was like, do I go to the pro? Like, am I ready for this? But by then, my my mindset was so strong um, because of my partner. I was able to, to do that. Um, and also, I have a, a really good support network. So my mom, she looks after my daughter um, for me. And she, says, she supported me in anything I've done. It could be, I could say to her, I'm going to go ride a frog. And she will be like, okay. So, you get that's what you want to do. That makes you happy. So, um, with that support, I was able to, you know, have a very strong mindset. So I always say to people, if you want to do something, do it. But you can control who you're around, absolutely, um, and your support network. Um, and I always say, when someone says, "Oh, I, I can't find a support network," you can find a support network. You just need to be selective. Yeah, hang yeah. around the right people, get rid of the wrong people in it. Yes, and of and you know you can do something, um, and I always say if you want to do something that badly, you'll make it work no matter what. Absolutely, yeah. So, so obviously, you said you started off. You did figure mm-hmm. this because you've yes. got gymnastics background. Yeah, gymnastics as well. So yeah. you're very very immersed in it. What then? Because not everyone knows about this fitness category because it's not in every federation obviously in the UK there's only the one federation that do it yes what is it okay so the fitness category 
Right. So it is actually, so let's break it down by percentage. It is 30% physique, your body. And that 30% is a figure body. So it models the same rules as a figure person. Yeah. Um, now we do come in looking a bit different and that's because some people decide that carrying around that mountain muscle won't get them through the routine. So the routine is 70% of the total. So it's actually double weighted. So what they do is they take your physique score, which you're meant to look like a figure person, and then they take your routine score and they double it. Um, and then the person with the least amount of errors, they call it, or the lowest score is what wins. Um, so that is the fitness category. Now, in the fitness category, it's not technically uh, gymnastics because we have mandatories. Well, I mean, it helps to have a gymnastic background, obviously, to do the mandatories. But you can successfully go into the fitness category and do the mandatories really well without doing, you know, somersaults and stuff like that. Because um, it's actually about your cardiovascular, your strength, your flexibility, and how good can you hit those mandatories and get to the end of a routine, which is normally around two minutes long without losing steam. Um, so you need to be ultimately fit. Fitness. <laughs> it's mental. Like That is a long routine. Like I yeah. have a routine at the moment for a figure girl. And it's nowhere near as jumpy around as what you do. And I like do a few minutes. Yeah. I'm like, oh God, that's enough for me now. Yeah. <laughs> that is mental what you do. And like, honestly, like if anyone's listening to this, that's never seen Shelly or anyone else do these fitness routines. Like they are insane. Like they're absolutely incredible. Um, And on there, obviously you mentioned like mandatories and stuff. Like what are the mandatories that you have to hit? And does that differ between amateur and pro league? Um, so the mandatories does not differ. So we all have the same mandatories. Um, so the mandatories are there four. So one being a straddle hold, one being um, side kicks, and one being a split as well. Yeah. And then you have a push-up of any kind. So um, if you see me doing those crazy push-ups in the air, that's a mandatory... Um, a split I split I split down from a handstand I split down from a backflip so that's counted as a mandatory and then you have the straddle hold where you're holding your hands and your feet is off the floor so your hands are placed on the floor and your feet are off the floor in some sort of static hold so a a, shred, a hold means that you're holding it for more than three seconds basically so and then it has to be three seconds yeah so a hold is like for more than three seconds really and then you have the side kicks, which is what I do as a straddle jump normally. I've also kicked my leg in, um, you know, all sorts of directions, but um, <laughs> it should be to the side, basically. Um, so that's the mandatories. They also look for the agility, the strength, the flexibility, and the, the cardiovascular, whether you can get to the end of a routine smoothly. So without no pausing. So they do look for that. So if you pause, they tend to take marks off for that. That's quite interesting. And how, sm and how smooth as well, it means how neat you can do it too. So it's not about just you, you know, throwing any sort of press up and it looks crazy, <laughs> you know. Um, it's about, you know, just basically how smooth can you do the moves and how neat, how, you know, how, 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 how can you hit the mandatories to the best of your ability. 
That's really cool. And like, obviously, I mean, I did gymnastics. Yeah. And I will say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, I know when I did gymnastics, it was very much like, you know, your arms were straight, like pretty much all the time. Your legs were straight, like toes pointed on your toes, like all of that. Yeah. Does that then, is that similar then to what you're doing in the fitness routines or not so much? Um, so in the lower levels, you know, you can get away with obviously, you know, not pointing your toes per se, but as long as it looks neat. But yes, when you get to the high levels, every little bit counts. And it also adds to the performance side of things, you know. Yeah. So from the audience, even if they don't know gymnastics or they don't know bodybuilding or they don't know the mandatories, for example, or anything like that, they just want to see a performance, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, who can wow the crowd and the judges um, as neatly as possible? So pointing your toes and having your legs straight will help. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it is like they aren't like I said to you before we start, like the fitness category is like my favorite to watch. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't really think I'll be doing it. I've I've lost all gymnastic ability. Um, but, I never say never. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> before we started, I was like, my back is like broken at the moment. I don't think any um backflips will be occurring just yet. <laughs> but okay. I never you never know though, you never know. <laughs> I can't do splits anymore. Maybe I could do a straddle hold though. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Find ways around it. <laughs> yeah, in prep, but I'm a bit lighter, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's really like it I just find it so interesting um like how it's all done and stuff so when you're putting these routines together like obviously they seem to be quite themed as well is that something that has to be or do you guys just decide to do that because you get different outfits and stuff as well um I think it all adds to the performance side of things but they don't actually say you must have a theme yeah uh, it's just your they said you have to have a routine that's two minutes long or you know just under two minutes long and it has to have those mandatories in it. That's yeah. it. So what you do with it is up to you, but it does add to it because at the end of the day, it is a performance. Yeah. So, you know, if you can get the judges looking at you and not bored <laughs> and add things, then by all means, you know, you can do that. And it also creates fun. Yeah. You know? um, I, I, I just love, I just love coming up with themes, you know, or coming up with something. It just adds to it. Yeah. And um, also, it also resonates with you better if you enjoy what you do. Oh, um, yeah. You know what I mean? You, you know, I always get excited because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do that theme. I can't wait to show that. You know, everyone's going to be surprised. So, um, and then it makes me work ever so harder as well. Um, and the motivation is there to get through the prep, you know, because at the end of the day, this is not meant to be a, um, a very stressful time. It's meant to be something that you enjoy and want to show. Um, and I always believed in that. If I, if I ever, you know, don't enjoy it or lose that motivation, I won't be doing it. I don't see the point. 100%, 100%. And do you make the routines up yourself or have you got someone that makes them up for you? So the Arnold's UK 221, I did that one. Um, I had a little bit of help, but I literally put it together. <laughs> I just had some background help um, trying to, you know, figure out the dancing bit around it. Cause I was like, oh, I need to join these gymnastic moves or, you know, plus the mandatories. Cause at the time I decided I'm going to put a bit of gymnastics in it because that's my background. Yeah. Um, plus the, you know, and um, plus the mandatories, plus 
my cheerleading background so I wanted to combine everything together yeah um so I do yeah so for the dance bit I had a bit of help but I made the routine um for the 222 um for my Olympia debut and also my debut to the world as a pro I got Whitney Jones so she is like my mentor the one who choreographs my routines um and so she showed me the ropes very quickly um on what the fitness division is and what exactly they're looking for at that caliber because I went from amateur to pro in practically 24 hours like well not even that you went from like amateur to olympia yes yeah amateur to olympia so and i was gonna go against girls have been doing it for 15 years you know um there was like their fifth sixth twelfth olympia i mean whitney she's won it like multiple times isn't she three times yep yeah going against people like oksana grishna who's won it four times you know, Missy, who's now won it twice. Um, you know, there's the one who came, um, there was a girl called Sarah. She came fourth. Um, this was her fifth Olympia. And she's been a pro since, I think, 2000, she said to me. So, yeah. you know, I basically had to be escalated. And that can be quite scary. So, but Whitney showed me that it's not going to be, we're going to, you know, we're going to get there. And if I keep my mindset strong, um, you know, I could do well on the stage. Um, but regardless of me doing well or not, um, just try and be my, you know, the best version of myself, which I always say to people. So with me, it doesn't matter about placing. As long as I know I've tried my best and improve on every single performance, that's all I ever wanted. So I love that. And that kind of brings on to the next thing is like the Olympia, like yeah. your first Olympia. So obviously 2021, you won your pro cards went through won the pro show won your ticket to the olympia and you placed fifth on your first ever olympia which is insane like, yeah <laughs> i swore on stage Oopsie. you were like the that's the highest placing british athlete wasn't it this year yeah so highest placing apparently ever really apparently no other woman bodybuilder has ever placed top five at olympia Males have, but females, apparently. And this is what a lot of people have told me. I did not know that. <laughs> so, so. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. That must feel incredible. Yeah. So how was the experience? Obviously, you flew out there. Mm-hmm. After you'd done the, you'd done the Arnold's, hadn't you? Yes. So, um... I just done the Arnold's and I had to go straight back on prep. But I always reset anyway. So I enjoyed a week off the gym. Yeah. I ate what I wanted. And then after that, I went straight on to um, my Olympia prep. Um, I always think it's good to reset yourself and not, you know, go from prep to prep to prep to prep. Because I think that makes you mentally strong to get through the prep. Yeah. And if you've got time as well, like, yeah, have all the yeah. time. Enjoy it for a little bit. Exactly. Unless your show is two weeks out, then you need to just go, obviously. (laughs) You know what I mean? Five and only two more weeks. But, you know, if you have the time, I would say plan so that you can have a nice reset, you know, enjoy some things with some family and friends and then go at it again if that's what you want to do. Um, So that's what I did. Um, And the, the, the prep was great because I had that, you know, I had that reset. I had the belief around me. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, all I thought about was 
how cool it is to step on the Olympia stage. Never mind anything else. Never mind placing. Like, who gets to step on the Olympia stage? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So did so. you have a goal in mind? Like, I want to place top five or I want to place like this. Or was it literally just like, let's just go and do this first Olympia? At first, I thought about it. You know, I thought, you know, this could happen. That could happen, as you always do. But I said to myself, you know what? At the end of the day, all I can do is showcase myself to the best of my ability. And then we see what happens. Yeah. Because and, and I wanted to enjoy the process. I didn't want to stress myself out of my head and be like, you must place top 10. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. You yeah. Know? And regardless, if I came last, I'm pretty sure, you know, I would have had the same response because I, you know, from other people. Because again, whoever goes to Olympia, yeah. not many people can say they've been to Olympia yeah. and in their year as well. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just insane. Absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad you enjoyed it. And you, I'm guessing you had a really good time out there as well. I did. I really did. Yeah. The girls were so lovely um, yeah. to me as well. Um, the fitness category is like a little family. Um, so they really welcomed me. Um, I talked to some now as well, you know, made friends. Um, because what we do is hard so it's you know you shouldn't really have any animosity or anything like that because we're all in the same boat we all have to get through this you know vigorous routine we still have to deplete like everybody else we still gotta you know have the muscle mass and all of that so it's one of those things where we might as well reunite and then you know make the best person win <laughs> as i say because the thing is as well with the fitness class it's not just like you say, it's not just your physique, it's a routine as well. And I think in many ways, like the fitness class is the hardest class because like when I'm on prep, right, and I'm lean, yeah. like I just find like walking, like that's hard enough. Doing yeah. my cardio, that's pretty hard. To be doing routines, and the thing is as well with routines, um, and you know, if you're listening and you're not from like sort of a gymnastics background or something, it's not just the physical doing the routine, it's the mental being able to remember that routine be mm -hmm. mentally remembering where you're putting your hands and your feet when you're doing a flip so you're not landing on your head yeah like cognitive function as well as the strength the power and everything that you need behind it because if you don't put that power into that backflip you're going to land on your head and like, yes exactly yep yep <laughs> so you need to think about that so it does take a bit more planning i should say um the prep that i do is not like a a typical bodybuilder's prep because I do have to consider that I do need energy to get through a routine um I do need you know to think about the energy I'm going to have when I'm on stage you know versus when my routine is the gap you know so there's a lot of planning involved um with it as well also training body parts so like for example I I use my biceps a lot in my routine so why am I going to double train it to my biceps are numb and then I can't do my routine so I have to think about all of that and you know the extra training so I don't just do weights a day I've got to think about the skills my choreo you know my training behind me you know my routine as well and then obviously doing the full outs and putting them together so that all needs to be considered and we still need to go through peak week you know where you deplete and then carb up or whatever you do um, so that needs to be considered because it's like you, you're not going to do a full out routine while you're depleting. That would yeah. be silly. <laughs> and would you get through it anyways? 
Um, so it's all about planning. But, you know, if you have a good plan in action, then it can go pretty smoothly. So and I think with that's with anything anyways. So it's not any different from a normal prep. Or I say quote unquote normal, but I mean, like someone who's not doing a routine per se. Um, like that, because, you know, in women's physique, they do do a 60 second routine which, yeah. you know, flexing your muscles is a lot of work and posing is a lot of work too. So I don't think a lot of people don't realise how much energy it takes to pose as well. So it's not just about the routine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, make, it's just making sure you can try and put it all together to the best of your ability. Um, and then that's all you can do and then go from there. And then from there you get your feedback. So I'm I'm really into feedback so that's what keeps me going and I always try and improve on my feedback no matter where I've come yeah absolutely because that's the thing as well like I think feedback of, like often is quite overlooked because people go on yeah. stage, like they win and they're like okay cool like I've won it okay cool but yeah go to someone else could be better than you like how are you going to beat them or like exactly when you come second you come third whatever like that feedback what those judges are telling you is literally what that is what you need yes like you might think like oh I just need more this like you might be wrong yeah to what the yeah. judges are saying because they're the ones that are judging you at the end of the day exactly so they know what they're looking for and yeah as you said you hit the nail on the head even if you come first you can always improve yeah. you know um I've, I've seen a lot of people you know come first and then become very complacent and then they're like oh okay well I've done it already so I can do it again I'm like mm, someone might come out somewhere you just never know you know and that's it um so I always say yes just look at your feedback and just keep improving that's all you can do um do you mind sharing and, like, your feedback from the Olympia and then what is that that yeah. you're going to work on going forwards um so my feedback was to so my last 10 seconds of my routine I kind of look tired <laughs> um so um my initial thing that I decided to do after the Olympia was to work on my endurance with my muscle mass now when I was a gymnast I never had a problem with endurance but I realized that building the amount of muscle that's why you don't see many muscle muscular people in fitness yeah. <laughs> requires a lot more oxygen from a scientific point of view um to flow around the body um, to carry that amount of muscle so that is why I can I get fatigued more easily as well towards the end but now I'm like is it necessarily fatigue I think it's just me planning my routine a little bit better as well so that's what I've done yeah and um, so come in with a you know a better more planned routine so that I can get through everything um to the best of my ability um and have the right amount of endurance also fueling myself in between so um, I realized at one point I didn't have enough carbs in me. So that probably could have led to me not necessarily not having the endurance. It's just I lost, you know, you know, steam because I didn't have the right amount of fuel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've got to think about that. So as soon as I finish prejudging, what am I going to eat in order for me to get the maximum amount of energy or expenditure, I should say, to get through my routine? So. I have to make, I made another plan of action, which I've tested. Arnold's UK 222 was like the best run I've had, um, up, you know, before the Olympia. Um, so I used that sort of strategy and that worked for Olympia. Um, now they just said towards the end, um, you can see I was, you know, 
you know, last 10 seconds. But before that, Chicago Pro, I think, was like the last half. So can you see I improved? Yeah, yeah. And even though I got to the routine, but it's like I, I improved every time. So now my goal for Arnold's US, which is what I'm about to do, is to shave off that 10 seconds and make sure I look like I got to the end with out losing steam and being very smooth. <laughs> Oh, that's really cool. Um, so as well, like, so between, so this is the bit that I was a bit confused at when I yeah, you guys at the Arnold's this year because I didn't see your physique round. I only saw your routines. So is your physique round okay? And then they didn't do the routines, or maybe I don't know. Maybe I just went to the toilet or something. But I'm so sure they try and put our physique rounds in the morning or in the afternoon so that we have enough time to fuel up for the finals, which is our routine. Oh, okay. So you never do so, what you're doing? No. Oh, okay. So they always try and put us first so that we can get that out of the way. So because they know we need to get ready. Also, we might need to get costumes ready, our music ready, make sure we're warm warmed up you know we get time on stage to warm up as well there's a lot that goes into this yeah make sure moves are warmed up all of that you know uh, um so we always do pre-judging early and then we have a gap how long the gap is depends on the show so I've had um half an hour gap and um, when I did the NPC all the way up to a seven hour gap oh, um and uh, most of the international shows and the big shows is like a five to seven hour gap I've had yeah. So um, you're able to then, you know, fuel up and get everything done um, and get ready. Um, so we do that um, in that gap. So when it comes to others, what they do is they do their pre-judging and then their finals is obviously like normally like the top 10. Yeah, that's who what do that. Yeah. Top 10, isn't it? But do all of you go back yeah. regardless of top 10, whatever, all of you just go back for finals? So... Every fitness show I've done so far, we all go back for finals. Um, I think that's lovely. It means that we can all showcase our hard work. And at the end of the day, our fitness routine is 70% of our mark. So you could, you know, not do as well, you know, in your eyes in the physique round, but kill it in the routine and place. Yeah. You know, so they can't rule out our routine because it is 70% of our mark. Yeah, it is. It's... <laughs> I just find it so interesting because obviously like I judge, but I, I never judge a fitness. So I'm like, what yeah. is it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like I want to know everything about it. Um, yeah. I, I just love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is we're just going to kind of do a little detour of this and kind of back yeah. to London Fashion Week. So yeah. I, honestly, like when I saw this, I just thought this was amazing because you look in most magazines, unless you're looking at a fitness magazine, well, to be honest, even if you're looking at a fitness magazine, um, or you look at, like, the fashion magazines, or you look at the TV and whatever, it is, you know, there is, obviously, your stick-thin models, you've now got yeah. your models, you've got models yeah. of sizes, but you very, very, very rarely see a muscular female model, and I think yeah. it's under-representation underrepresented I can't even say the word oh yeah, uh, yeah underrepresented yes and like seeing you do that I was just like yes like this is just really what I think our community needs is like yeah. women you doing that so talking about that because that must have been really cool um I have to say 
what I find very amazing about this journey is bodybuilding has brought all my passions together. Yeah. Somehow it did. And I always think about how that happened. So literally everything that I've done, I can do, um, yeah. you know, on stage. And then my first thing that I did was modeling. Um, so I, by then, before I even started bodybuilding, I was known as a model. Yeah. Um, very much in the industry and I was still modeling um, even though it didn't I didn't model as much as when I was you know a bit younger and before bodybuilding um, but I always kept with the modeling um, so I was still in the industry and it's one of those things where when I first came in I, I already broke down barriers um, but I was stick thin, you know, I just wasn't tall enough. Yeah. Um, so I've always wanted to be a person that was not the norm, out of the box. Um, so I would be the type that would go for that casting, even though I knew I might not get it because you never know. Yeah. Um, and the person who put me on, you know, in the catwalk was that sort of person too. So, you know, they reached out to me um, they knew of me because of my modeling background from before. Um, and they said, oh, do you want to come to this casting? Now, they didn't say I had the job. <laughs> you know, they said, you want to come to the casting? And, you know, some people would have ran a mile, but I was like, yeah, OK, why not? And I was like, hmm, muscly, not even tall. Hmm, the odds are against me, but why not? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I went and they said you know what you fit you know the bill you fit the clothes you fit what we stand for all of this so here you go you're in London Fashion Week that's mental and how did you yeah. do it because I find I mean and I'm not you know as muscular as like what you are and I yeah. find it really hard still now to find clothes that fit me well yes I find like armholes. I really struggle with armholes. Oh gosh, yes. I don't wear dresses now with sleeves. I don't like wearing anything with sleeves now, by the way. <laughs> Unless it's a hoodie or a tracksuit top. Yeah, I just wear men's t-shirts and men's hoodies. But like, yeah. I it's just because like, I was a bridesmaid last year. And yeah. beautiful dresses. And honestly, my alterations cost more than the dress. Because the woman... Okay, yeah. Oh, you need it taken in here. Oh, you need it letting out around your bum. I was like, yeah. Um, oh, you need bigger arm holes. That's gonna cut your arms. I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm used to it. She's like, no, this is ridiculous. And I've got to yeah. do again. Ne well, it's next year, but they've started picking the dresses now. And I'm looking through and I'm like, this is so stressful because I just know that she's given me a list of all these dresses and she's like, just as long as it's this colour, whatever you want. And I'm like, Yeah. This is me out because armholes. Like, I just pick stretchy now. And that works well. <laughs> I think I need to, well, I've picked out a couple that I think might be all right. Just stretchy, you know that stretchy material, literally that. Um, yeah. If anything sort of hard or, you know, that structured material, I just stay well clear from it and my life has been very easy. <laughs> so, I don't really wear jeans anymore per se, but you have the, that thing called jeggings. So. <laughs> You know, stretchy material, um, jumpsuits. Um, a lot of people may know me to wear jumpsuits a lot. Stretchy material, you know. 
Um, even now they're starting to make blazers with that stretchy material. I just get everything stretchy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Oversized, haven't you? Yeah. So at the moment, my proportions are very odd. Um, at the top, I'm about a size 14. I might not look it. But then when it goes down, it looks like a tent. Um, because my waist is like currently sitting at 22.7, um, which is like a size six. And then my quads are like a size 10, 12 now. So, and then my ankle is like a size four. Because <laughs> I, I was a very slim person by nature. So, it's so hard. Yeah, it is hard. But yeah, if I choose stretchy material, it's so much easier. And you can get the stretchy material altered if you wish. But I really can't go wrong with stretchy. So that's, that's how I've made my life easier. I'm not saying, you know, you should always buy stretchy if you don't want to but it, it seems to work and I think a lot of people in the bodybuilding industry find it hard to find clothes um because you're just all different proportions now you know it's not the norm to have shoulders that wide lats that go out protruding from your armpits so <laughs> just got big armpits <laughs> yeah and also your chest gets I mean everything gets bigger I think my, my feet even grew apparently it does so my, I think my feet grew I can't see my feet growing anymore. Like I've got really big feet. <laughs> yeah, I think my feet grew because I was a size four, and now I'm a size five, and it's I'm like, hmm, that can grow. That can grow. It makes um, sense, though. When you were doing London Fashion Week, were they a brand that was? I, I don't know, like trying to promote clothing on more muscular women, or was it just they had stretchy clothes? No. So again, the designer um, wanted to break the norms um and they were inclusive so that is why I was able to you know go to the casting as well like they were like okay it's a good model why are we why don't we consider her yeah uh, also the designer was into um showcasing muscularity as well but in different shapes and forms not necessarily me yeah so that's why. So it just took one open designer and me actually showing up to the casting and then the rest is history. <laughs> that's really cool. And it's it's like amazing. And I really hope. So now I saw um Erin and I think it was Rhea as well shot for Vogue, didn't they? Yes. I thought that was absolutely amazing as well. So, I mean, hopefully like fashion brands and stuff see more of it and represent it more as well. I think it'd be amazing and also what you touched on there is like your outfits mate your outfits are insane like where do you get these from my outfits um <laughs> which ones <laughs> in the gym these like jumpsuity stretchy of course oh, stretchy yeah right. yeah um so um um two well two family-run businesses um very small businesses um i always believe in support supporting you know small businesses and um or something I believe in anyways um I remember getting the first outfit from each of them and I went oh this is comfortable so that's when I started to get more and then I'll be like oh do you have this and you have that and they're like oh I didn't consider this oh, I'll consider that and that's how it started um so yeah there's two companies one's called um Brazilian Wellness Leggings um WBL and then the other is Chalice Blade who has who I've been an ambassador, ambassador for for years. Yeah. Um, 
and I think yeah and that's how we met there too as well wasn't it doing that so yeah yeah they're really cool and like yeah like, you said, like I think as well when you want to wear something that's a bit like a bit more funky you can you've got yeah yeah every time I see your post I'm like I don't know where she gets these outfits from but she just looks insane all the time but yeah oh yeah, yeah I appreciate that <laughs> um, I like colours <laughs> yeah well I could tell with your Olympia like your Olympia outfits and all of that as well it was like really bright colours and stuff as well which is cool yeah you know what I've always wanted to just make myself you know individualise myself so yeah. I thought why can't I do this and why can't I do that and so I thought let me do it um, and I think that's what bodybuilding taught me as well you know do you and represent you if no one likes it who cares as long as you're happy <laughs> so that's what I it's done. Into your routines and stuff as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. It all. It all. It all plays a part. <laughs> so, um, I think we kind of said about it as well, but like, so you compete, you work, yeah, and you're a mum. Like this, yes. and obviously, like with your routines and everything as well. So, like, what kind of do you do for a job? And then, how do you fit everything in together and still manage to be like? Because you are an incredible mum as well. So, like, how do you manage all I, of? Well, <laughs> I work like seven days a week. <laughs> um, but I, well, I was originally a gymnastics coach. Um, so I was coaching squad level gymnasts. Um, I was head coach. A few places, um. So I also, you know, looked at looked after staff and did all the timings and, you know, talked to parents and all that. Um, but then when I won the Arnold's UK, I realized I needed more time to train. So then I added personal training. Um, although I was still personal training, I just never advertised it. Um, or anything like that. So I was still full time in gymnastics coaching, um. But I had personal trained a few people for for years. Um, I've been coaching gymnastics I think over 20 years oh wow yeah yeah so I've been a coach as you say for over 20 years um so it was quite easy for me to put the two and two together but then it was quite scary at one point that I needed to basically not have such a rigid job where I had to go at certain hours um, because I realized I won't be able to do that and travel to all these competitions and you know my daughter as well uh, and I need to organize her schedule because she's an athlete too and she needs to go to school when I need to, you know all that she's good yeah. as well. like I've seen you put videos of her and like she's really really good well thank you yes <laughs> um I have to say if it wasn't for my mom I wouldn't be able to juggle everything and uh, my mom has played a huge role in that she you know came to terms that she has two athletes <laughs> um and that you know we will somehow we work together to make things work so whether I take my daughter she takes you know or you know we just make sure it works somehow and um, including competition so our competitions could clash so we try our best to make sure somebody's at a competition <laughs> to make sure you know that we're all fully supported at all times yeah um it's not just my mom my family you know, my partner as well, he's been a huge part to this as well. Um, so it's one of those things where, again, if you have a good support network or you make a good support network, you know, you can do anything you, you know, you want. 
Um, um, obviously, you just need to discuss it and make a plan of action. So everything is planning, 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 planning about my life. So um, that's how I'm able to work, you know, juggle being a mom, get my gym working, do my training, do my choreo um, and try and have a bit of other time as well. You know, so you have to enjoy life. <laughs> so your daughter think about like mummy being like this big athlete? Um, I think, well, she said to me, inspires her. She said she's watched every single thing that's out there of me. Um, she Googles my name. She said she, said she even watched my last podcast um, a minute ago, before this. Not a minute <laughs> ago. But I, think, I don't I can't remember how long we're talking. But um, she said she watched the whole thing. It was about three hours long. I think it was only an hour, though. But, you know, <laughs> kids fetching it. So, oh, wow. um, so yeah, it, I think it inspires her to, to be the best athlete that she can because she sees that I'm doing it. So I think she thinks, why not I do it? Um, and she said that at one point she wants to be the best in the world. I'm not sure at what, because she does a lot of sports, but she said, I want to be the best in the world. So <laughs> some inspiration has happened there. <laughs> but I always say, uh, you know what, just do you, love what you do, you know, and if you want to be the best in the world, go and be the best in the world. Um, as long as I know that I can give you all the tools to do that, I will yeah and I think as well when it's so close to home like it doesn't yeah you, you see like your mum's doing so well and like your mum's fifth in the world at the moment like and yeah. so you're going to rise up through those placings mm-hmm. like when that's so close to home she can be like wow do you know what my mum's fifth in the world like it brings it closer to you it's not this such far yeah. away goal like yeah in the world, like I can be the best in the world you know so yes it's really amazing that she's like been inspired by that yes yes um I think to be fair every time I've done well in the competition or even when I come back and I'm like you know what I did this I you know I reached this milestone um it definitely encourages her to you know advance herself in her whatever she does she does quite a few things <laughs> um her main sport um which well, some people say, oh, that must make you happy. And I'm like, well, you know what? She didn't even know I did gymnastics until she was actually on a squad herself, <laughs> believe it or not. Oh, really? So she must have only coached it, though, or did she not? She was so young. I don't think she put two and two together, and she hadn't seen a video of me doing anything. Yeah, to be fair. She actually chose her gymnastic path, I should say, because she does power tumbling Yeah, um, herself. That's so cool. I guess. And that was always in her but I've always encouraged her to do whatever she likes I never said you should follow my dreams no I said if you're going to do football and I need to stand outside in the rain go on then <laughs> you know I'm not an indoor person I remember I was living with my nephew for a little bit and mm-hmm. I came home from work one day and he looked at me and he was like um if you've been to work Uncle Mole he calls me Uncle Mole no one knows why I was like yeah, yeah. he's like oh Picking strawberries. And I was like, what? Oh. You've been to work to pick strawberries. I was like, uh, yep. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. He was convinced that you go to work to pick strawberries. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> because that meant nothing to him. And when I said Jim, yeah, he because his cousin's called Jim. So he just went, okay. Picking strawberries. I said, like, yeah, we'll stick with that, mate. We'll stick with that. Yeah, let's stick with that. Yeah, you're gonna be a good strawberry picker then. <laughs> That's what. You... <laughs> yeah, I've never been a strawberry picker in my life. 
his mom's not a strawberry picker. We have no idea. Exactly. I think kids just make up their, when they're so in age, they make up their own scenarios. And I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Let yeah. them be free. Because <laughs> they'll soon realise what reality is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enjoy this moment that you think everyone goes to work to pick strawberries while it lasts the year. Exactly. Why not? You know, if you think that outside of there's rainbows every day, let's just think that. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. She lived literally in her own little bubble world for a little while, even though it was shown to her, I guess, in a, in a roundabout way. But, you know, it wasn't until I think she was like five where she was like, oh, you did all of this. So, but by then she was already a gymnast. Yeah. <laughs> Started at young. Yes. I'm sure she will go on to do like really good things as well. So um I don't think there's kind of anything else that you wanted to talk about today. Um you know what I just I just really wanted to home in that literally anyone who's like doubting themselves or think, oh I can't make it that I would say if you remove that, you know, doors will open. Or you'll find a way to do what you would like to do, you know, whether it is bodybuilding or not. Um, bodybuilding didn't just change my life in, you know, in aspects of bodybuilding. It changed my life in general. You know, yeah. my confidence, the way I hold myself, my belief in myself, my mindset. And that inevitably changed a lot of other people's lives, which I got to know. Um, you know, inspire people to do things that they never thought they could do. Um, so it's one of them things where if you want to take a step or you have a goal in mind, there's always ways you can make it work. Um, life is not always going to be a straight line. Um, I could tell you many stories when my preps were wrong, <laughs> you know, some things didn't go quite as planned, but the one key thing that I always say I did was be consistent and show up so no matter you, what it what happens. If you're going to give a tip to someone who was like, I think I'm going to compete for the first time, like I'm thinking about this, whether they're competing in fitness, whether they're competing in figure, whether they're competing in bikini or physique, like whatever, yeah. what would you say to them Like, would be like your top tips? Your top My thing? top tip is don't, put yourself in a category before knowing what categories are. <laughs> yeah. Um, number one, um, because your body will dictate where you go. Yeah. And like normally what your body says is what was where, you know, the best fit is. Um, and number two, you should know why you're doing something. If you don't know why you're doing something, you shouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. That's really cool. So my last question, I think you've kind of answered it anyway, is always, um, but this mm -hmm. is why I asked everyone, is like, what is the one thing you'd like anyone listening today to take away from this podcast? I want them to know that, you know, if you have a dream, it can come true, because mine have. Um, I don't know how many more is going to happen. <laughs> but, um, you know, I am grateful for what's happened. Yeah. I've had, I've had a couple of people come on this podcast with a dream to go pro, and they've gone pro. You've gone so, Yes, I have. <laughs> to the future Miss Fitness Olympia one day. Um, and that is what I want to do. You know, I, I said to myself, I'm not going to stop until I get there. Um, you know, barring, you know, other life things. But yeah. at the same time, as again, there's ways around it, you know. Um, 
and if you feel like you don't have support, you can get support. Um, like, for example, I, you know, I always try and answer as many people as I can and help others as well to realize their dreams. Um, because I don't just want to be the, you know, the only person to to dream, I should say, in a certain network um, and achieve it. I want others to achieve it, too, and know that is possible. Um, and I'll say that if you do have a goal in mind, just stay consistent. So even if, let's say, for example, one day you can only do 30 minutes on shoulders, so be it. You know, don't be like, oh, it's only 30 minutes, so I'm not going to actually show up. You know, yeah. if that's what the goal is to get bigger shoulders, you know, to do the figure category, for example. Yeah. Um. So, and I've had times like that before. Um. But one thing is, is consistency and always try your best. That's all you can do, you know. Um. There's no point in stressing out on things that you can't control. So that's my advice. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely amazing having you on. And like, I think what we've spoken about is really going to inspire a lot of people to you know, you, you've got like this little story that you've gone literally from amateur to Olympia in one weekend, smashing yeah. it over, like, and it really, and as a mum as well, because like I said, a lot of people yeah. say, like, I've got yeah. can't do it. You can, and you've honestly yeah. shown that to a lot of people. So I know your words are really going to kind of touch people and, and hopefully inspire a lot of people as well. So thank you so much for coming on. If You're anyone right. wants to find you, to drop you a message or to follow your journey further, where can they find you to? So you can find me on Instagram as Pro, and then you can find me on Facebook as Pro Michelle Fredo Amensa. Um, I, I will try the Instagram route <laughs> because Facebook I'm not on as, as often. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so you can always drop me a message and I will always try my best to answer um, anyone. Um, I also am a PT at Muscleworks Bethnal Green. So you can find me there too if you like. Um, pretty much every day so I work there fair enough yeah <laughs> great PT down there she's right here so yeah. yeah and if you're listening to this podcast and you enjoyed it please share it on your stories please press the follow button I think there's like some review thing that you're meant to do on there as well but I have no idea um yeah. I don't do technology <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm not either believe me I decided I wanted to start a YouTube. Maybe you can find me on there one day. I mean, I do have YouTube out there of me, but my own personal YouTube, I, I plan to do that eventually. Yeah, I <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so. I learned how to put a video, and I did put a video on the other day. I mean, it's not very good, but yeah. there is a on YouTube now. Amazing. I think I'm getting there. I need to also, I also wanted to know... Um, you know, if anyone wanted me to start a YouTube and topics, do let me know that too. You can message me anything um, because I also want to help others. As I said, that is all I've ever wanted to do was help others, you know, realize their dreams. So if there's anything I can help with, you know, by talking about it, I am happy to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. So yeah, any ideas for Shelley's mm -hmm. YouTube? Drop them across to her. Yeah. I, mean, I might get to help you do it. Like, well, I can't really help with the video in bit or the editing of the video again. Not yeah. great. But I do want uh, yeah. to upload it onto YouTube. So <laughs> that would be great. Yes, I am very bad at that. So if you could any little bit of help these days goes a long way. And if anyone's this, you can have both of us. <laughs> Even exactly. Better. Yeah, this we could be onto something here. Um I'm 
really bad with technology. So um, it takes me, I think it takes a long time. One time, it took me a good hour to just to put a story on. I was like, I don't know. What... Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's better than me. So. Changes too much. And I'm like, this is just... And now all this TikTok thing as well. I'm like, Christ. Yeah, I can't get my head around it. I need to sort that out too, apparently. But one day at a time. First, I will crack and be Miss Olympia. <laughs> then maybe someone will help me write it. Inspire someone. I just hire a videographer if I want something in particular. Yeah. Inspire you. you do that too. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.